ESPN 94.1 FM at 8930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Never FDIC. Welcome into the Wednesday, February 12th edition. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in. We do appreciate it. You can join the program, and I promise you later on, we actually have the phones working today. You can join the program later on this hour by calling 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. That's the Miller Lite phone line. Miller Lite hold true, great taste, only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. You don't know how bad I just felt yesterday. The phone not working by no reason other than just a technological failure. And I just felt so bad yesterday that I couldn't get your phone calls in. And we had a pretty good topic going. And we're going to revisit that because coming up tonight, uh, I'm going to be watching it on ESPN Plus, West Virginia and Kansas. And, of course, I've got good broadband at my house, and I've got ESPN Plus for $4.99, unlike so many in the state of West Virginia. And then I was reading, and I didn't read the story in its entirety, but I was just glancing at it today. There was a Herald-Dispatch story, I believe it was, about broadband in Wayne County, and I just thought this, this is the very issue, very reason why we've got problems here in the state, the fact that connectivity is still an issue in the year 2020 in the state of West Virginia. But hopefully and thankfully, there are people who are actively working on improving both connectivity and, of course, addressing these issues. Thankfully, that's going to maybe be something that we're going to laugh about here in 10 or 15 years. The fact that we got to wait 10 or 15 years, though, that's the thing. So uh, very fortunate that I can sit back, watch me a little ESPN tonight, West Virginia, Kansas. That's going to be a big one. Um, We've got a good show for you today, I think. Coming up today... We're going to hear from Tony Kemper. He's the women's coach, Marshall basketball team. We haven't talked to Tony in a while, so going to catch up with him. Big week coming up for the Herd. Thursday, they'll be taking on UTSA, and then Saturday they've got UTEP, and they need to get some wins. I think they're going to be fine as far as the conference tournament's concerned. They don't have to concern themselves with pod play. They're going to play out the rest of the schedule. So they got a few more games for sure at home. We'll talk to Tony. That's coming up about 5.30. Now, at 5.15 p.m., sort of a primer gets you set for the conference tournament here in a few weeks. We're going to talk to Clifton Douglas. He is the Assistant Commissioner for Sports Services, Conference USA. The championship is coming up in Frisco, Texas. I'm looking forward to talking to him. So he's going to join us on the program here in a few minutes. Sort of a primer. If you have been to the tournament, maybe this will be some stuff you've heard before. If you haven't been to the tournament and you plan on going, maybe this is some stuff you need to hear. Find out what's new, what's going on, different, what are they doing that's the same. Overall, we're just going to talk Conference USA basketball, and that's coming up here in a few minutes, so I'm looking forward to that. And, of course, as I mentioned, and I promise later on, your phone calls at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Now, Before we get into all of this Conference USA basketball action, uh, one thing that's near and dear to my heart, the Cincinnati Bengals. Well, according to Ian Rappaport from the NFL Network, he's saying that the Cincinnati Bengals are going to work with Andy Dalton, the quarterback of the Bengals, to facilitate a trade when the time is right. Now, according to this report and the story, the Bengals, they think highly of Andy Dalton, and they're willing to help him choose his next destination Because, let's be honest, the draft is coming up. Number one pick, 
the Bengals, unless they botched this thing, they're taking Joe Burrow. And if they're taking Joe Burrow, you're not taking a quarterback with the number one pick in the draft, number one overall pick, not just your first round pick, your number one overall pick. You're not taking a quarterback and then just sitting on the bench for a few years. Now, I think that's pretty decent of the Cincinnati Bengals to want to work with a player. Maybe they're turning over a new leaf. Maybe they're trying to become a franchise that is more player-friendly. I don't know what they're ultimately going to try to get out of this or the fact they just genuinely like Andy Dalton, but they don't think that he's the future for the franchise. So they like to part ways with him because it was a messy divorce with Carson Palmer. I think that's fair. Very messy divorce. They want to end things right with Andy. And, you know, Andy's been a pretty good community member. He's been a good citizen, right? He's got his foundation. They do a lot of, of good works. And you want a guy like that, part of your franchise. And if you don't think he's going to be a part of the franchise anymore, he's still done a lot of great things for the community. You just don't want to discard him. You want to do right by the guy. So I think that's a great sign. I don't know if you see that enough in professional sports trying to do right by a player. At the same time, you're trying to do what's best for your team. And sometimes maybe the players involved don't necessarily have a choice in this matter, but it sounds like the Bengals are willing to do a little wheeling and dealing on behalf of Andy Dalton to try to put him in a good landing spot and at the same time get something of value for him. I don't know. Maybe a new team is just what Andy Dalton needs. I mean, Carson Palmer, you look at him, new team, a lot happier quarterback, a lot better quarterback. Andy Dalton, the same thing. Maybe he's in a different system. Maybe he's with a different team, different coaching philosophy, different organization. He does a lot better. And maybe a few years from now, you're sitting here thinking, man, wow, what a turnaround for Andy Dalton. Because at the end of the day, wins and losses, throw all that aside, He's been just a good guy for the franchise. And boy, did you miss him when he was gone? When he was benched for a few games, did you not miss Andy Dalton? I'm going to raise my hand right now. You can't see it, but I'm raising my hand right now. I missed Andy Dalton. I didn't miss the interceptions, but I missed Andy Dalton because you realize, okay, things weren't as bad. Of course, this was just an abysmal season for the Cincinnati Bengals, but it's a rebuild. You have a terrible season. You get rewarded with the first-round pick, overall first-round pick, and you have an opportunity to rebuild your franchise. Let's see if this is going to lead us to the promised land as Bengals fans. So I'm excited for that. But uh, we're going to turn our attention to basketball. As I mentioned, Tony Kemper is coming up here in a little while. We're going to talk women's basketball with him. Big week ahead for the women at the Cam Henderson Center. Hope you show up and attend and support Coach Kemper and his squad. But when we come back from break, we're going to talk to Clifton Douglas. He is the Assistant Commissioner for Sports Services, Conference USA. The tournament's coming up here in a few weeks in Frisco, Texas. Can you believe it? We're getting ready for March Madness. It's almost upon us. I'm excited. I'm ready to go. Let's print my bracket now. Let's get this thing going. But we got to wait a few minutes. In a few minutes, we will. And we'll talk with Tony Kemper here in a little bit. And we'll talk to Clifton Douglas when we come back from break here on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM. And AM 930. Buckle up. Paul Swan has the wheel on the drive. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. As we mentioned earlier, it's hard to believe we're just a few weeks away from the Conference USA tournament and then getting into March Madness fully. And to help us get ready for that, 
still, I can't believe we're talking about it right now, but it's a month away. But Clifton Douglas is with us. He's the Assistant Commissioner for Sports Services Conference USA, and he's going to get us ready. Uh, really, I wish we could just fast forward and get to it now. I want to play Conference USA Tournament Basketball tomorrow. Can we do that, Clifton? I wish we could do it as well. I've been waiting for it all year. Appreciate you coming on the show. We've got a lot to get into. Of course, uh, the tournament's coming up here in the next few weeks, and Conference USA on the men's side getting ready for pod play. So everybody's still got a shot to get into the tournament, and it's coming up in Texas once again. So I'm sure you're excited. Everybody in the league offices are excited to once again get this thing going and probably one of the most unique venues for a basketball tournament, a football practice facility. But you know, when you're dealing with the Dallas Cowboys, it's first class all the way. That's definitely true. So let's talk a little bit about the tournament. Of course, it's coming up here in the next few weeks. And as we mentioned, pod play is going to determine seeding. And I know that has really been something that the lower seeded teams have really been able to take advantage of because they're playing for something. They're not locked out. So if I'm Middle Tennessee right now, I'm thinking, I still have a shot at this, and I'm sure that's really helped, at least from a conference standpoint, generate more excitement because legitimately everybody's got a chance to get to the tournament. That is true. Um, Our bonus play model definitely brings a lot of excitement late in the year uh, for those top teams. gives them an opportunity to play against quality competition just to really build their resume before we get into postseason. Um, for those middle teams, give them an opportunity to fight for the highest seed possible. And for the bottom teams, those uh, those last four are really fighting for those last two spots in the tournament. So really, it's uh, it's all out war in, in in all three groups. Have you found, or yeah, what's the league stance on this? Because I know this is something that is really still a trial. This is year two of bonus play or pod play. Uh, is there chances coming back, or is it going to be a situation where let's sit back and look at it, see what happened, and revisit it? Uh, you know, where are we at moving forward with it? Well, I think um, it, was, it was something that we put into place just for one to uh, improve our tournament seating. So I think really to get those quality games for our top teams in the league uh, really helped pad their resume going into uh, the selection process for not only the NCAA tournament, but then also for to get NIT at large as, as well. Um, so I think any opportunity to, to have quality games late in the year, you're always going to be in a good, at a good point. Um, I think definitely after only having one year um, of having go through it, um, it's definitely something where we feel we, we need to have a lot more data before we analyze whether or not something is working or not. So definitely in year two, uh, we see opportunities just to get some pros and cons and different things that we could potentially tweak. Um, but definitely think that it's been, uh, it hasn't been just, you know, it hasn't been a lot of time, um, a lot of data that's been, that we've gotten from it. So I think in year two, we'll have a little bit more feedback and around the summertime, we'll start to reassess and, and see the what bonus play has done and what it hasn't done. And then uh, we'll go from there. Clifton Douglas is with us, Assistant Commissioner for Sports Services, Conference USA. And, of course, as we mentioned, the tournament is coming up here March 11th through the 14th at the Ford Center in Frisco, Texas. And I'm kind of curious. You try to make this an event every year for the fans. Hopefully more fans will come, spend a few days with the conference, stick around if their team doesn't make it. And 
to do that, though, you got to plan a lot of events. you got to make this more than just showing up watching the basketball game. So what do you got coming up this year that maybe is a holdover from last year? Or are there anything that uh, you're starting? Are there anything going to be special that maybe fans might want to be a part of, check out, just to make this really more of a an event for them other than show up, watch your team, and then go back to your hotel room? No, definitely. We really try to build it out and uh, attract and the families to come out in the local area, but then also those traveling from out of town, we try to make it an event and really enhance the experience and make it an overall uh, enjoyable experience for the whole week. So um, starting out, actually on March 9th, we have a, this is a new event that we've added to the roster this year. Um, Conference USA invites you out to an uh, opportunity for girls. Now, really in promoting girl empowerment, we're having a Shooting for the Stars event on Monday, March 9th, um, and that's going to be from 5 to 7 at the Lincoln Experience in Frisco. I'm really going to have a um, a powerful panel of um, of women in sports. So from our commissioner, we're also going to have uh, Marva Hanks is going to be a panelist with us. Nancy Lieberman will be there as well, um, as well as um, Tosin Mabadu. So definitely a, a very powerful list of uh, uh, a powerful roster um, of female in the sport. And really, we're inviting out participants from 10 to 18 years old just to come out hear uh, about women that, have, women that have worked in the industry and just some of their successes and, and how they got to those points. Um, directly following that on Tuesday, um, and this is actually also the practice day for the teams, we're actually going to have our youth clinic. This is going to be our second annual youth clinic being held March 10th at the uh, Baylor Scott & White Performance Center at the start, and that's going to be from 3 to 5.30. So, um, boys and girls from all ages can come out, actually go through some skills and drills um, with the actual players from all of the teams that are participating in the event as well. So really, hopefully, they'll come out and have an opportunity to participate in that, get some instruction from some college, Division I um, college athletes, um, and something that you really don't have access to a lot, especially in, in this area. So really want to provide them an opportunity to do that as well. But then also coming back again, um, we have our In Touch Credit Union Fan Fest. Um, that's going to be March 11th through the 14th. Um, that's starting on Wednesday, going all the way through Friday, um, starting from 11 a.m. and going all the way to 7 p.m. And then on Saturday, it's going to be from 12 p.m. to 7 p.m. And that's going to be right outside the Ford Center at the Star um, in Tostito Championship Plaza. It's going to have everything from family-friendly entertainment, some basketball skills activities, going to have some sponsorship activation out there. Also going to have some vendor booths from the local local vendors as well. So really a, a, a huge family environment for an opportunity for people to come out, have a great time, and then walk right through the doors and come check out some Conference USA basketball. Now you mentioned the youth event. I just want to go back just a second. Is that open to area youth or if, say, a family shows up to the tournament, they come in a couple of days early, can their children participate in that? Who's that open to? Yes, no, um, that's open to any youth that, that register online. Um, so, and you can find that website online as well. But you can definitely um, sign, up your, sign up your kid if you guys are going to be in town. Um, there's a waiver on there as well um, that's required by the facility. And then just come on out and check us out. Joining us on the program, Clifton Douglas, Assistant Commissioner for Sports Services for Conference USA. The tournament is coming up here in a few weeks, and it really sounds like Conference USA is trying to make this into a, a destination event. How, how do you feel you've been in the past as far as getting people to maybe buy into the concept that a football field 
is a great venue to watch a basketball game. And, you know, where do you see that tracking this year? More people excited? You know, are people finally buying into this? Definitely. Um, now, as you probably heard, we definitely had a lot of skepticism going into that first year. I know a lot of people um, just were hesitant because they didn't know how it was going to pan out. But I think we had a, a great, a good turnout in our first year. Um, made some small tweaks going into year two. Um, but what I what I really want people to understand is what I know a lot of people in the DFW area know that uh, uh, the Cowboys are um, a first-class organization. They're not going to do anything um, halfway. And when it comes to hospitality, they really go above and beyond, and they've been great to partner with. Um, and really, when you go up to the Star in Frisco, you can you can feel it in the atmosphere. It's really a great place to be. Um, and I think that we've made some strides um, over the last couple of years. And really, with, you'll see with the addition of these events and different things that we're doing in the community, really want to um, turn this into a first-class event and bring out people from all across the country. Now, one of the unique things about this tournament is if, say, Marshall, both on the men and women's side, qualify, really not that many conflicts because the women are going to be playing earlier in the day and then the men will be playing later at night. So, really, if both your teams are in, both men's and women's, this tournament is really set up to take full advantage of that. That is definitely true. You shouldn't have any conflicts when it comes to your um, institutions, um, and that was kind of the way we set up the bracket purposely. So if you're traveling from across the country, you won't miss anything. Um, come out and you can hang out with us all day. We'll have two sessions um, on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And then um, it'll just be one session on that Saturday to check out the championship game. So you'll see the women's championship and then you'll be able to see the men's championship directly following that. So great opportunity to see a lot of basketball. Um, so if you're coming out um, to support your program and you, both teams are in there, then you have an opportunity to see both. Clifton Douglas, our guest, he's Assistant Commissioner for Sports Services Conference USA. And Clifton, if anyone's uh, on the fence about this, still getting ready for the tournament, of course, I know uh, if you're North Texas, you've already clinched your spot. If you're Charlotte, you've already clinched your spot. But uh, I know there are a few teams that are still kind of on the fence. Uh, how easy is it going to be for, for fans to get tickets to this thing? Yeah, no, very easy. You can get them at your local, local university ticket offices. But then you can also go to conversusa.com slash hoops at the start. Um, and you can get all of our information in regards to the events we have going on, including the Hoop Fest and also – you'll see links to buy tickets there as well. Um, all sessions are on sale currently. Clifton Douglas, our guest, Assistant Commissioner for Sports Services Conference USA. Hey, Clifton, thanks for getting us excited for this. Uh, tournament's coming up here in a few weeks, and uh, hopefully, it's for Herd fans at least, Marshall's going to stay all the way till the final day, but uh, it sounds like uh, Herd fans are going to have fun no matter how long this Herd stays. Definitely. Look forward to seeing you guys in Frisco. Thank you, sir. As Clifton Douglas, Assistant Commissioner for Sports Services, Conference USA. We're going to talk to Tony Kemper, the head coach of the Marshall women's basketball team, when we continue. We'll get his thoughts on the upcoming week. Thundering Herd taking on UTSA and UTEP at the Cam Henderson Center, and that's coming up Thursday and Saturday. We'll talk to the head man himself when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Never miss a moment of The Drive with Paul Swan. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Big week ahead for the Marshall women's basketball team. And to tell us all about it and maybe motivate a few of you to come out and support the ladies is the head coach of the Marshall Thundering Herd, Tony Kemper. And this week, 
The men are away. That means the ladies take over center court, and you've got two big ones coming up this week. Uh, well, everyone's big, but uh, you've got UTSA and UTEP coming up this weekend here at the Cam Henderson Center. And uh, I guess it's cliche to say uh, it's a big weekend because every game's important. It is. It is. But I think this one, uh, you know, I think this one being at home and, um, you know, we I guess we've we've won two out of three, including a road game that's, you know, kind of in a tough place for us to play in, in the past years. I think we've only won three games uh, down at Southern Miss. So to get that game, obviously, that's pretty tough. And I, I know it's a group that's playing better. Um, and, uh, you know, our highs have been a little bit better here over the last couple of weeks. And, um, you know, it would be good for them to continue to build some momentum in terms of how they feel about what they're capable of and how they're playing. So I think it's a little bit, um, you know, I think it's a very, very important weekend. You're correct. They're all important in conference play. But, um, you know, I think if you are associated with our program, you can feel some momentum building um, day in and day out. And so hopefully we can capitalize on that. Yeah, just looking down the roster, you you get Savannah Wheeler, who just overall, she's scoring over 13 a contest, but you get her in conference, and, and she's scoring almost 14 and a half a contest. So uh, I guess um, you know, it, you mean it's a point difference, but still, uh, you know, that's an improvement there when you get into conference play. And uh, same thing for uh, for Taylor Pearson. You know, you look at her overall; she's scoring 10 and a half a game. I get her in a conference, and she's scoring almost 12. So really. Uh, you kind of find out what your team's made of when they get into conference. Yeah, I mean, you do. I mean, the the, the meat of our schedule and, and consistently the best teams. You know, we we played some challenging teams in the, the first part. You know, Rutgers, that, that's obviously I remember that being a challenge. And those kind of jump up and get you. Conference play night in and night out. You're playing against somebody that that is an equal, you know, equal or better. And um, so it, it every day you got to be consistent and you know, I think that's probably been our biggest thing. And, and the area that this group's got to continue to grow in is just, uh, you know, we've got to continue to put together 40 minutes of quality basketball. And, um, you know, I know two out of our last three times that we've done that, you know, we played a, a pretty darn complete game against FAU at home. And then, um, you know, we were, we were pretty darn good against Southern Miss. And so, just continuing to grow and, and hopefully push forward as far as individually. You know, you talk about Sav. Sav's playing really well for a freshman. Very good playmaker coming into her own, I think, as far as understanding all the different ways she can impact us in a positive way. And, um, you know, Taylor Pearson, when you look at how she's shooting the ball in conference play, it's tremendous. And, you know, so I, uh, I'm happy with where we're at over the last couple of weeks here, and I, I want to keep keep digging. And you look at where you're at in the standings, I mean, it's still a race. I mean, Rice, of course, is running away with this thing, but you, you take them and maybe Old Dominion out of the equation here. Uh, it's a grab bag right now here in Conference USA. You don't know where you're going to end up standing-wise until you're through the full schedule. And unlike the men, you don't have to worry about pot play. You have an opportunity to maybe uh, improve your position. Yeah, no, it is. Uh, I think there's quite a bit of parity, and um, you know, talking about Rice and Old Dominion, those, those two teams are very, very good. And uh, we had some trouble with Rice. We were right there with Old Dominion with the chance to compete with them at the end. Um, you know, right now, if you go if you go online to the bracketology for women's basketball, they have got three Conference USA teams in the bracket. And you know, we've the last couple of years here, we've been a one bid league, so that tells you the quality of of 
you know, teams and opponents we are playing this year. And I think it, uh, I guess, I know you and I have talked multiple times throughout throughout the, the season. And I, I thought going into it that this was probably the best depth that I remember in Conference USA. And I think, I think that goes from top to bottom as well. You know, I don't think there's a lot of separation and you see it in the standings between, um, you know, I think if you look on paper, we're like seventh or eighth or something like that. And, you know, UTSA, who's coming in here, they're near the bottom. And I know it's, it's going to be a heck of a game. And they're, uh, they've always been challenging for us. They're very athletic. And, um, you know, I, I, and yet I know that we can move up in the standings and we can be a challenge for whoever's on top of us, too. So it's kind of one of those games where um, I think we're, we're pretty much bunched up and it all comes down to, preparation leading in the consistency of effort in game day and different stuff like you know probably all those things I've, I've already talked to you about no pressure here but you mentioned UTSA they're two and nine and uh, they are on a eight game losing streak and away from home they are one and nine so uh, this sets it up quite nicely for you right no pressure no pressure here at all for you you, you did a great job of that. You you, uh, you absolutely did. So I've got uh, I, I'm sitting on my on my couch right now at home. I got wood floors, so I'm knocking on the wood floors. And uh, you know you you are right. We we definitely need to. And that's a that's a general thing in basketball. You want to have a good year, you got to protect your home floor, and it doesn't matter who comes in. You know, and you saw that last week on the inside with with their great win against Louisiana Tech and finding a way to get that done. And um, you know I've been. I've been, you talked about motivation when I first jumped on. You know, I've been really on our girls about we we have got to kind of snap into that mentality where, um, you know, I thought a year ago when teams came in here, it was very very difficult for them to win in the Henderson Center, and um, you know, it hasn't been we haven't been as good at that this year. And you know, tomorrow night at six o'clock, we need to be a tough, hard nosed group for uh, for the Roadrunners. Let's talk about that big crowd you need tomorrow and then again on Saturday. But, you know, really looking at attendance. Uh, see, I told you, I printed – I got everything. I got all the stats. You got it all. I got it all here. I, I over-prepared for you this time. I hadn't talked to you in a while, so I needed to bring my A game. But uh, fans have uh, fans been coming out. Crowds have been pretty good for this. And, uh, of course, you can always take more. But uh, it's been a, a good um, good group of fans coming out and supporting you this year. No question. And, and that's – you know, I, I know over, I guess I'm in my third year right now as head coach, and I know that um, that's something that's definitely improved. I think interest in general has continued to improve, and um, I, I know we've got tremendously loyal fans at Marshall, and I think we're building a nice loyal fan base for women's basketball. And then, um, you know, I know there's a lot of a lot of fans that see me, and, and uh, maybe they're not used to coming to women's games, and they'll hit me up with when we're playing next. And during answers tomorrow night at 6 o'clock, and, there's plenty of really good seats in the Henderson Center. We, we'd love to have them in there cheering us on. And, um, you know, I know our girls appreciate it. I know when you're trying to go through the process of building a team, the, uh, you know, team and program, the, the fan base and interest is really, really important. So we, uh, we'd love to have them in there tomorrow night. And then again on Saturday at 1 o'clock. Tony Kemper's with us, head coach of the Marshall women's basketball team. Uh, I don't want to take you too far off topic, uh, but – uh, in my previous segment, I had on the program Clifton Douglas. He's the Assistant Commissioner for Sports Services for Conference USA. And uh, one of the events he wanted to talk about was the uh, Conference USA Shooting for the Star Symposium. 
uh, which is um, really going to uh, be, I guess, a, a great event for for women's sports. And uh, you're going to have uh, Marva Hanks, Judy McLeod there, Nancy Lieberman, and a couple of others. Uh, it just feels like Conference USA is really getting it and getting on board with uh, promoting the women's game a lot more. Yeah, they, they do a nice job, you know, and I think across the country, they're uh, it's it's something that's continuing to build, you know, and I, I think that, uh, I think even here, we talked about our fan base here, you know, with the last thing we touched on, but I, I think for the most part, there's a lot more people that are open to experiencing women's athletics of all kinds, be it softball, uh, be it women's basketball, and, and typically, um, and we definitely found this out last year, I, I know we had a bunch of people who had never been to a women's basketball game who went and watched us and said, hey, you guys are a lot of fun to watch, and um, you know, I think across the country that is going on. And, um, you know, here from our perspective, you, you think back and you think about people like Coach Dot Hicks, who, you know, built women's athletics really from the ground floor and people helping her and what the opportunities for women in athletics then compared to now because of trailblazers like her and many others. Um, you know, the, the opportunities are very, very, um, abundant. Uh, it puts women in leadership roles, and um, you know I'm I'm certainly appreciative to be in, heavily involved in the women's game. Um, I love my job. I love working with the young ladies that I work with, and hopefully building future leaders like Commissioner McLeod of of Conference USA and different people like that. One day, Tony Kempner, Commissioner of Conference USA. I mean, is that going to happen? <laughs> Uh, I've got plenty of work to do on my current job, so we'll do, we'll just buckle down uh, there on the concourse of the Henderson Center and try to try to get something done with this basketball. Again, coming up, it's going to be six o'clock on Thursday, and then Saturday one o'clock. And so, if you're looking to follow a men's game tomorrow, you have no excuse because that's a later start. You can come out to the Henderson Center and we'll catch the ladies, and then after that, you can catch the men because you won't miss a single thing. You timed it perfectly, Coach. That would be great. We we are we are on that, and uh, you know, last week we did that same thing. We we played a Louisiana Tech game, and then we were able to uh, throw it on our phones on ESPN Plus on the way home. We watched the the men uh, get after Louisiana Tech, and what a great game it was! And good to good to watch Coach D'Antoni and his, and his guys get the win. No, no, we're we're yeah. They can watch you. They should be watching you as they get ready for their game. I mean, let's uh, well, they let, can do that. Let's talk That's about them saying. doing that. I mean, we know you they, love. They the, can do that. Yeah, you love Dan, but I want to see some Dan love for you. He's got it. He's got it. He's he's my guy. So we, uh, I saw him yesterday out out eating lunch. And, you know, it's amazing how little our paths cross, just program wise. We see each other just for a little bit. You know, you and I were talking about you were at your practice the other day and. Um, you know, we're usually pretty busily going up the stairs to hit the road recruiting or whatever. And when they're coming on and this time of year, there's, there's just not a lot of downtime between, you know, you kind of, you fight a lot of fires and I know they're doing the same thing. So we're, uh, we're excited about where we're at. And I hope they keep, keep pushing forward too. It looks like they're on the right path also. Tony Kemper, our guest, UTSA coming up on Thursday, UTEP on Saturday. And then, uh, if we can get you in next week, we will talk about that game on February 20th with that team that I don't know if I want to mention their name, uh, that you got to win. You just have to win it. 
I understand that. I, you know, I was recruiting in the great state of Kentucky yesterday. Was it yesterday? It was Monday. And uh, I got a heck of a little bit about that team you're talking about when I walked in the gym. So I'm, uh, I'm excited about that opportunity to go to head west and, and see what goes on over there, too. Yeah, I um, that's just a requirement. I'm I'm sorry, it's a new requirement. You gotta you gotta win that game. No excuses. <laughs> I mean, I know that's, uh, that's unfair of me, but still. Yeah, you are putting you're putting me uh, under the gun on quite a bit of things here today, but that's all right. That's I'll take the pressure. You like the pressure. You you, you completely like I do. the pressure. Um, hey, that's you know right. what? It would improve your coaching rankings because uh, you know we have a little impromptu coach ranking uh, here on the show. It would improve your ranking. Uh-oh. Uh, I mean, you're two. I don't want to ask. You're two. I don't want to ask. No, you're you're you're. Oh, so, really? You're solid too. Yeah, you're number two. Well, I appreciate that. I, mean, I, I, I'm, I uh, talk to me after this weekend. You know, Let's you might be one. Get done this weekend. I, you, I'll tell you <laughs> what. After this weekend, you sweep. You beat Western Kentucky. Sweep. You're you're one for sure. Uh, I, do you know who number one is on the uh, on the rankings? I don't. I don't. I'm surprised she didn't come talk trash to you. It's a, it's Ari Agnes. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Ari's a lot. She's got a lot more energy. She can talk about motivation. I mean, I got to swing by Ari's office every once in a while just to, just to get get a little bit excited about my day and what I got going on. So I, I can understand how she got me. I completely understand that. I think it really was just I was trying to motivate you, so I put her at oh, one. Okay. Yeah, I, I think that's what it was. I, I told her she was one so I could you know get you fired up. That's what it was. You're trying to make me hungry. I, I talk to my girls about that all the time. So we need to be hungry. So I I appreciate that. Put me in a tough spot and uh, make me work out of it. That, that's all right. Yeah, because I can't wait to find out what happens when I tell her she's two. <laughs> It'll motivate her. It I, I, she's wired. She's wired the right way. She'll get after it. Yeah, I just don't want to cause a feud between you two. That's that's my only fear, but. I mean, I'll sit back and watch. No, nah, we're we're all pulling in the same direction. We'll we'll be all right. We 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 got it. Tony Kemper is our guest. Hey, uh, this was fun. I love doing this every time uh, you come on. Let's do it again some more. Sounds good. Sounds good, Paul. Thanks for having us on, and I uh, look forward to seeing seeing everybody uh, this week. Coming up Thursday and Saturday. Thanks, Coach. We'll talk to you soon. That is Tony Kemper, head coach of the Marshall women's basketball team. He took that well that he was two in the internal rankings. You know, with Ari Agnes being number one, those might flip. That could flip. You get the sweep. You beat Western Kentucky. All of a sudden, the uh, the ranking changes a little bit here. This this is a fluid thing. Uh, eventually, we're going to build out that entire coaching ranking. Boy, I hate to be the coach on the bottom of that list. I don't know if that coach would talk to me. Um, maybe I should just keep it top three or four and let the rest be a mystery. I don't know. But I will say this. Um, Coach Kemper, one of the best coaches we've got for Marshall women's basketball, does a fantastic job, and can't wait to see what happens this week with the Thundering Herd. All right, we're going to take our break, come back. And you know what? I told you those phone lines worked, so you can use them. 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. We've got more on the way. It's The Drive, ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're taking Paul Swan everywhere. Download or subscribe to The Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255 to be a part of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. And we're 
going to talk a little softball because Christopher wants to give a little softball love to Marshall. So he's joining us from Canova, and he's on ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930. So, all right, Christopher, I told you off air, I give you the floor. Uh, softball's got an event coming up. Give me the details. All right, so <clears throat> Marshall softball is coming off of tournament last weekend at USC Upstate in South Carolina, Spartanburg. Marshall came out 2-1 and one, uh, because one of the games happened to be canceled due to poor weather. Uh, so, But we did end up defeating the uh, home team of the tournament, USC Upstate, and they won uh, 41 or 42 games last season. So very good win there uh, on the road. Uh, and we're getting ready to go to Chattanooga, Tennessee, at UT of Chattanooga uh, for another tournament where we are facing uh, teams such as uh, Lipscomb, uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee Tech, Ohio, and uh, others. Um, so softball is looking to basically continue the role uh, coming off of a big win against the uh, USC Upstate. And uh, we're leaving tomorrow, and uh, hopefully we can have a successful trip. Now, when you say we, I should let everybody know, you're actually part of the support staff, so it's not just we as in, hey, I'm supporting the herd. No, you're actually leaving. You're going with them. Yes, yeah, so like I'm actually physically on the bus, yes. Uh, how's um, how's this team look to you this, compared to last year? You, know, you get a new coach come in, and, and she does a fantastic job, and uh, now a lot of pressure on her. So, um, you know, year two, is this year two for you as well? Uh, no, no, this is year one for me. Okay, uh, so you're excited. <clears throat> this, this, is, this is the best season ever then. Oh, well, definitely, definitely, Paul. Uh, no, uh, in all seriousness, uh, I've, I'm blessed to uh, be a part of uh, the staff. Um, uh, Coach Smith, uh, Megan Smith, uh, all the coaching staff are very nice people, and uh, Coach Smith has a really good team this season, and I, I really, truly believe that she's going to take them pretty far this year. Uh, Blakely Birch stands out uh, to me in mind as being the leader of the team, and uh, so, uh, we do have some youngsters on the team, but, uh, that win against USC Upstate really showed that we can come together and, uh, beat these, uh, really good schools, especially to what they did last year, uh, USC Upstate, uh, that was a hard-fought win. You would have had to have been there. That was an entertaining game. You know, I need to get you, okay, I need to have someone get you because, uh, yeah, the budget on this show is not very good. Uh, we need to get you a recorder, a microphone. You can just file reports from the road. That might be your new job, Christopher. Oh, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, you think Coach would be okay with that? Just, you know, you just do a quick little interview with her, you know, just uh, tell her, hey, I'm doing it for the radio. Um, I, in all seriousness, I think she would think that would be pretty cool. Uh, there were a couple of times where I wanted to call from uh, – the hotel last trip, but uh, unfortunately, time didn't let me do that. So, but yeah, I think that'd be pretty cool, actually. Christopher, you want to call anytime? You want to give updates on the road? That's cool. You want to put coach on the phone? You know, make sure, uh, make sure SID Scott Hall is okay with it. You know, we're good. We can do it anytime. No problem. Yeah, but uh, yeah, you were just uh, mentioning uh, talking a lot about women's sports, and uh, I was just sitting here. I was like, hey, let's talk about softball a little bit. Give them some love. We'll give him all the love we can. Uh, of course, you know I got to give I got to give Co- Coach K some love. I mean, I mean, come on, he's my right. guy. He's he's number two on my oh, list yeah. right now. Um, I mean, Coach Smith is probably three if I'm ranking him right now. I'm I'm just I'm giving her something to shoot for. Again, I'm I'm trying to pit them all against each other so you know they work harder for me for the show. 
So, you know, now get Coach fired up. You know, Ari's going to find out she's going to fall. She's going to be fired up to help the show out. It's all a plot, really. It's a plan. Well, I, I agree with you. Like, like I said, I'm <clears throat> I'm just an assistant, but the coaching staff on the softball team are all very nice people. Matter of fact, they asked me today uh, when I arrived at practice uh, how my uh, speech went in class, and, you know, that's very nice to them. And uh, just everybody on the team in general, uh, the players, very nice ladies and uh, I, I respect them for wanting to know how my life's going so uh, yeah I'm very excited for this trip to uh, Tennessee and we have a couple other tournaments coming up after and our first home game until uh, a little bit later so uh, yeah you can't just drop that on me and not tell me how the speech went you can't do that you gotta tell me oh oh my uh, <laughs> my speech went very well I actually uh, went first out of the group of six people that were supposed to go and uh, so I, I I manned up and went first, and I think my professor really enjoyed it. I actually sang in front of the class, and he said that took a lot of guts. So, yeah. All right, I'm not singing in front of class. Uh, I might do that when I don't think people were looking, but I'm not singing in front of class. So you got you got a lot more courage than a lot of people, Christopher. You're doing good I here, too. I pro- well, good. I uh, practiced at home a lot for it. So, uh, yeah, it, it's been an overall successful day, but uh, – I'm definitely looking forward to spending Valentine's Day in Tennessee with the softball team. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. Well, let's hope the herd wins on Valentine's Day and every other day, and uh, let's hope you have a good trip. Christopher, thanks for calling in. Do it again sometime. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you. That's Christopher checking in from Canova. How about that? Got a little bit of the uh, softball love. Of course, uh, last year, great season for the team. I think uh, Coach Smith is doing a fantastic job, and I can't wait to see what this team looks like uh, when we finally get them back home in Huntington for some action there. But as I mentioned, we got basketball action coming up tomorrow. Uh, we're going to be on, on our normal time tomorrow because, well, airtime is set for 8 o'clock. I can't wait that long. I'm going to go on the air at 5 like I normally do. Uh, we're going to talk about this one tomorrow between Marshall and UTSA. And then we're going to preview it again. Bill Cornwell will join me as we go on the air uh, at 8 o'clock. I want to thank our guests for coming on the program this evening. Uh, we had Clifton Douglas, uh, Assistant Commissioner for Sports Services, Conference USA. Appreciate him checking in for a few minutes. And, of course, Tony Kemper, the head coach of the Marshall women's team. Uh, they have got action tomorrow at 6 against UTSA and then again on Saturday uh, against UTEP at 1 p.m. And for those gentlemen, I'm Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.